0: Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. On this episode, Dave Ebert talks to Rich Gamont about his family-run Christian theater company. Rich shares his heart for spreading the gospel through performance art.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Creatively Christian Podcast. I am Dave Ebert, and I am now joined uh, by a new friend, uh, Rich. He is the uh, director of Arise Collective Theater based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, They uh, have uh, a phenomenal program in Grand Rapids, and it's not just stuck in Grand Rapids. They're going out. They're going out on tour. They're uh, taking the word of God through their uh, performances Uh, heading out west. They'll be passing right by me as they head out west, so I'll be sure to wave. Uh, But Rich, welcome to uh, Creatively Christian. How are you today? Doing very well, very blessed, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. uh, uh, Awesome to have you. Um, you Just reading about the different things you have going out there at Arise, it's so fun to see more and more people get involved in using the arts as a way to draw people closer to God and a way to serve God uh so tell us a little bit uh about the history of uh, arise and and how it got started and uh and uh you know just all the different exciting things that you have going on there yeah absolutely well arise collective really birthed out of
2: um a vision and a passion within our family my wife and i have eight children and as my children got older uh my oldest now 21 Uh, We were just very involved with musical theater, different things with the arts. Um, They grew up doing family-friendly theater through homeschool performing arts here in Michigan, which my brother started. And so it got to a place where the question was, where do we go with this from here? Um, There's a lot of options for some family-friendly things, but what we really are passionate about is the gospel. We're passionate about the gospel for salvation to the unbeliever, but also the gospel for transformation to the believer. And we um, were confident that God wants to use the arts to bring about both salvation and transformation through the gospel, through his word. When it goes forth, it does not return empty or void. And so we were able to be a part of a couple of different musicals that we saw tremendous impact on people's lives. Um, one of those musicals was called Pilgrim, based on Pilgrim's Progress. And so back in 2019, the Lord really spoke to our family during a Bible time and during just some some times where other people were praying for us. And he, and he spoke uh, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and 2 over us, which was, Uh, We immediately memorized verse one, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. What we didn't memorize right away was verse two, and it wasn't until after COVID, we went back and took a closer look at verse two, and that says, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you, and his Mm -hmm. glory will be seen upon you, and that's really the Lord placed on our family, uh, this calling to bring light into the dark places, specifically in the the realm of theater, or the arts, or uh, movies in general, it's a very dark place, the enemy Um, knows the power of story, knows the power of that medium in this culture, in this generation. And we sensed a a great call by God to go in and bring the truth in excellence. So in 2019, we birthed what we felt like the Lord gave us uh, called a Rise Collective based upon Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2. And our first project was this musical called Pilgrim." We mm-hmm. ended up uh we we a, a huge part of the calling is is we feel like God wants us to offer this show for free to the audience mm. uh, The gospel is free uh, it, right. it costs us our life it it it's it, there's great cost that comes with it, and yet it's f- a free gift that we just need to receive and so um we, we offer it for free, but we saw such an incredible response. Thousands of people coming and seeing our show sell out crowds of 900 plus standing room only. And then we began to see the testimonies coming in of mm. how lives were changed literally as a result of seeing this musical. So that's where it all started. And we said, OK, we think the Lord is doing something here. Then, of course, COVID hit after we did that first show, we asked the Lord, what are we supposed to do now? And he's been supernaturally opening door after door for us to take the show, even in the midst, the height of COVID last year, we brought the show to Colorado mm-hmm. and and did two solid weeks of uh, sellout performances, came back to Grand Rapids in April. The same thing, we found a church venue that um, said we're not we're not going to require masks. We're not we we want the gospel to go forth, and we're just going to trust the Lord with that. And we said we're willing. We we put our hands open before the Lord, and we just say yes. And that has continued now to just escalate and grow to where this year um, we're going to do we're touring to Colorado, Branson, Missouri, Eastern Pennsylvania, Upstate New York, and of course here in West Michigan. So. It's pretty exciting to see yeah. how the Lord is opening doors. So
1: do you have a, a home theater there in Grand Rapids or do you rehearse
2: and then you travel one day, a home theater would be amazing. Uh, We do have uh, a, a very good sized church here in West Michigan, um, Grace Community Church in Hudsonville, who has opened up their doors to us and said, anytime you guys want to do something, we're, we're willing and we'll say yes. And mm-hmm. so we've done the show two different times there. Uh, it's an amazing, incredible venue as far as physical space. It seats almost a thousand people. Wow. Um, and yet what's even more incredible is the staff, the pastoral staff, their their team is all about the gospel. And mm-hmm. so even if it doesn't make logistical sense sometimes to have another group come in and take over uh, the sanctuary auditorium for two solid, three solid weeks they, they are, are, have been willing to say, this is not about us. This is about the kingdom. And so they've said yes. And they're continuing to say yes. And that's been an amazing thing. Uh, Several of the people from our team go to that church and it's been incredible.
1: Yeah. And it uh, it mirrors kind of the story of uh, my, my comedy being well-versed in that We have a church that opens their doors to us. I have a key to the church. have the Have the password on the alarm, and they're like, "You know, we don't need anything from you. We just want to support the ministry of using comedy to help people." And it's what's striking about it is it's so rare. So few churches are willing to invest like that. If (laughs) it comes from within their church, they, they might support it, but for an outsider, I mean, you said you had members that are there at that church, we have nobody that attends that church. That's amazing. Um, and, and it just, it would be great to see more churches embrace the arts because if you think about it, Jesus was a storyteller too. Absolutely. And that's how, you know, that's what the parables were. That's what many of his messages were. They were stories that got people to think and then connect the dots based on, on the connection to the story. Uh, I think that maybe Paul would have benefited from being a better storyteller. Then somebody wouldn't have fallen asleep and fallen off the ledge of the, the window. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, you know, we yeah, I, a... think, I think that's happening. I
2: think the body of Christ, um, at least those who who have eyes to see and ears to hear, is beginning to wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another local church here that's also supported us tremendously. Uh, opened the same thing gave me a key a smaller church and said you can rehearse here anytime Um, I see it happening because as the dark grows darker darkness grows even more uh, deep and thick the light of the gospel shines even
1: brighter Mm -hmm. and
2: um, to me it's an exciting time
1: yeah absolutely in in reading your bio, you're kind of what many would call a renaissance man because you kind of do it all. You do singing, preaching, producing music, musical, stage productions, spoken word. Uh how did you personally get involved in doing all these different uh art forms?
2: Wow. That's a great question. Definitely grew up um in theater. Love love the stage and that form of storytelling. Um but impassionate about God's word, about memorizing God's word, meditating on God's word, reading God's word, and it's really from that place that it sort of just pours out of me. I actually don't think of myself as a Renaissance man. I don't think of any of those things you said. It was it was intriguing to actually hear you list them off, um, and that's not a false humility thing. I, I just don't think of it that way. Yeah. And yet, when God's word gets hidden in your heart. Number one, we don't sin against him, as as his word says. Number two, it births, it, it produces fruit. Um, his word says that when it goes forth, it does not return empty or void. And that's really where, where this all comes from. Um, it's something we do as a family, It's something we do as a community, as a body uh, before we go out. And it's a large team. We bring a team of about 70 on tour with us. Wow. Um, But back to your question, grew up doing theater, doing things in church, a lot of singing and all of that. Um, So there was a lot of training there Um, in college, was in theater, directed high school theater after after I was in college and had uh, several children but it really was seeing our children needing to have a place to go and then seeing all these other incredibly well-trained young people have nowhere to go. Once they graduate high school, Hmm. they could go off to college and get a liberal arts degree, or they can go try to make it on Broadway. And unfortunately there's just not much to offer you, offer you there. The, the slew of temptation and sin that knocks on your door in those places it's not a place i want to send my children to and so mm-hmm. that's part of the passion is creating a place where people can use their gifts and use them for the kingdom and hopefully be able to do it professionally and
1: and make a living at it that's our goal that's our dream Nice. how important and fun is it that you have your family so involved in in this ministry and are there any major challenges to working so closely with the people you live with? Uh, We absolutely love it. We've had, um, we've
2: had a a close friend of ours who, who likens their home being run in a healthy way, more like a military camp and our home being run more like a Pixar studio. Uh, (laughs) And there's, there's a lot of truth to that. There's more organization than that. Uh, But we, Love it to be able to start something with my wife and my oldest daughter, and then have my oldest four children actually perform in it with me. My fifth child runs uh merchandise and concessions. It's the best homeschooling we could we could do. Mm. Um my wife takes care of all the back end things, along with a an incredible team that we have, of course, and, and an incredible staff. Um we would not be doing this if it wasn't a family thing. And there are other families as well, another family with eight children, another family with four children, another another with five children, another with five children, and then some singles and married couples. Um, that's really one of the things as we go out and as we tour and as we perform, a lot of the feedback we receive is the impact people have because they're seeing families do this together uh, as we give testimonies ab- about our own journeys and our own um, stories of our relationship with our fathers and and different things that really connects with the audience and they see that that there's something greater out there that they can that they could have
1: so yeah. Are there any uh, unique challenges you feel to being so involved with your family or does being involved in that in that level prevent a lot of issues or is it a little both?
2: There's definitely challenges, you know, when you're when it comes to making artistic decisions, um, when you're in a home full of artists, everybody has an opinion. And yet Mm -hmm. that's why it's called Arise Collective. Because we want to bring all of those things together and then allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide exactly what we're supposed to do. We spend a lot of time just in prayer, just in listening, waiting for the Holy Spirit to show us where we're supposed to go, to show us what we're supposed to do in a particular scene. Um, So, yeah, there's definitely challenges. Um, There's logistical challenges bringing a a family of 10 and then another family of 10 and trying to find housing and Airbnbs. And there's a lot of challenges that way. Um, Mm -hmm. But we wouldn't trade it for the world. It's, it's an incredible thing.
1: And in working with your family and in all the things that you do, uh, what has been maybe the biggest lesson or the biggest or the biggest couple of lessons that, that you personally, or you feel like your family has has drawn uh, working together? That is a great question. I'm going to have to ponder that a bit. The, the first
2: thing that comes to my mind, and I'm, I say this because I'm working on this right now. This isn't something that I've mastered at all. This is a, a place that the Holy Spirit is working on me, and that's just listening, not jumping to a conclusion, not immediately disagreeing with a daughter or my wife uh, in something artistic or even logistical or another staff member, um, but really being quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry, uh, as, as James talks about, Hmm. that's something that that's being worked out in me right now. And I think in, in the rest of our family, um, I know when my wife watches this, she'll, she'll say, yes, that's something that, that we're working on. Um, Yeah. So that, that, that I would say is the first thing that comes to my mind um, and comes from a humble place of uh, I need to work on this. So So, uh,
1: the next question I would have that I I hadn't prepared ahead of time, but was just thinking of, uh, is this your living and how you provide for your family? Or do you have another job that's going to allow you to still produce income while on the road or how? and I don't want to get too personal, but how does that work? Oh no, it's a it's a great
2: question. We have a vision that this would be, um, this would be a a full time thing for everyone involved, and that could come through uh, donations to the ministry. Obviously, a nonprofit ministry, we can receive donations. It could come through individual artists. We we call ourselves artist missionaries. And individual artists, missionaries could could gain their own support. They could work uh, as tent maker missionaries. To your question, that's what I do. That's what our family does. We're tent maker missionaries. I work full time uh, for a company. I do sales in the oil field industry. Been doing that for you know, 14 years now. Do real estate part time, and yet because we get to, I get to work from home and do it remote. It can go with us anywhere. So eventually, I see uh a rise collective being full time um but the Lord has put on our heart that we're not to receive any income from this at this point, and we want to fund the mission that God's called us to. but having said that, over the past year, we've now hired one two, three, four five full time staff members mm. um yeah. Which is an exciting thing. A a Christian theater organization that actually has full-time staff members. It's it's amazing. And then we also have moved to contract paying several of our performers while we're actually on the road and actually performing. There are many of us that are still volunteer, uh, volunteer um, but we're developing that as we go. We're asking the Lord to show us How do you want us to set this up? Because we want there to be provision for everyone and not just, not just meager poverty level provision, uh, sort of that, that, uh, that many missionaries might have the, the, the mindset of, we want it to be great provision for our team.
1: Um, that was the long answer to your question, but oh, yeah, that's beautiful. And that's kind of my long vision for for Wellverse Comedy is to do have the ability that the people that give their time can be blessed by it, and so it's not such a strain on them and their families for them to drive mm-hmm. two or three hours to a show perform for two hours and two or three hours back to to lighten that burden. So, yeah, I, you know, if you can do it, if the Lord, you know, there's no doubt the Lord can do it. So if you can, you yes. can do it. We can do it, and, and it would be an awesome thing to say that we can serve the Lord and survive.
2: Absolutely. And survive.
1: Maybe we need to go on tour together. That would be hey, that would I'm be great.
2: For that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you t- uh, brought it up a, a few minutes ago, but uh, you said that there are testimonies that you you have mm-hmm. experiences where people are touched or moved. Um, obviously, you can't name names because we don't we don't want to share somebody else's story, but. From your yeah. perspective, what what are some testimonies or stories that you've heard that, that your productions have created? Yeah, where do I start? They
2: they literally flood in. Um, we've had several people that either have just prayed with us at the end of our shows or have shared with us later that they've literally given their lives to Jesus as a mm-hmm. result of this. Um I had one woman come up to me after the end of a show a couple of years ago and she was probably I shouldn't I shouldn't age her right she was probably in her mid 40s and she said to me I've been going to church and just tears streaming down her face I've been going to church my whole life I'm even on the worship team here at this church and I want you to know that I'm changing I'm leaving here tonight a completely changed person. Wow. Um we've had Um, things come in, uh, from, from Facebook that are literally life testimonies about marriages falling apart and believing now that there's hope. Um, we just heard a report of a woman last fall who was, who had strayed off the path. She was living for the world into drugs and and a lot of different things, and she came and saw our show. She completely gave her life back to the Lord. She was on the road to recovery and rehab,
1: mm.
2: and just recently uh, lost her life at the hands of an ex-boyfriend.
1: Oh, no. just
2: incredible! Uh, and so, just very grievous. And yet, at the same time, praise God that she made that decision. Um, right. It. it yeah, there there's so many spectrums to this. Uh one one story that came in, they came and saw it, uh and they had lost a child uh in infancy infancy. Um, I believe it was their first child, uh, the year before, and have just been struggling and struggling. And as a result of seeing this musical, uh it they had hope. They knew that they were gonna see him again. And a lot of this comes from what the story of the musical actually is. This particular musical, Pilgrim, based on Pilgrim's Progress, it is um, written in a way that you as an audience member get to see the physical and the spiritual world play out before you on the stage. And so yeah. you see Christian and you, you identify with Christian as he uh, embarks on his journey in the physical world. And yet you also see the spiritual world and the king is always there with christian all the time he never leaves even though christian can't see the king he's always there and the audience gets to see that he's always there and they get to see through choreography and dance the angels and the demons battling over christian's life and the different struggles he encounters and that is where the audience gets to gets to really identify with their own life, their own journey. Um, That's just a a couple of testimonies to start, but they go on and on and on. It's what compels us to keep going. Um, And what I believe, I I believe that we have a, a huge calling to bring this message in the darkness right now, both for, again, for unbelievers, for salvation, but also within the body of Christ We are praying that revival will break out, Mm -hmm. um, believing for transformation through the gospel. And yeah, we're excited to see what happens in the church and being a part of this.
1: In many ways, I think the uh, the ministry to the believer who's comfortable or the believer who's become complacent is just as important, if not more important, than the initial salvation. Because now that that believer is back on fire they can go and they can spread that fire amen um, i agree yeah fruit that will multiply
2: seeds planted that will go produce 30 60 100 fold for the kingdom
1: absolutely amen so uh on this uh as you're going out in a couple weeks uh you're bringing uh pilgrim with you do you have other productions on the way or in the works or is this kind of your your primary uh, production right now
2: Currently, this is our primary production. We're working on um, writing more uh, material. That's that's part of the challenge as a as a Christian organization that specifically wants to focus on kingdom minded things. There's not a lot of content out there. At least not a lot of content with the sort of excellence that we are aiming for. Um, I hate to use the reference Broadway because it's a terrible term. We need to be on the narrow way, and yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of excellence level is what we are aiming toward. And so we're working on some other content, but really we want to write a lot of our own things. We've written um, several original musical pieces for this. We've rewritten a lot of the script that originally was was created. Um, and we, we're continuing to do that. We also are, are going to begin looking into venturing into some short films and some different things that way. Um A lot of, we do do a lot of spoken word. Our team leads worship at a lot of different churches, a lot of different times. Um Anything that has to do with worship, <laughs> God's word, we're, we're thinking about it, even producing a worship album. Um mm. Not because the world needs another worship album. And yet, if the Holy Spirit is birthing something, we, we want to be a part of that. And so, yeah, yeah. but Pilgrim, this musical, I believe could, could go on for the next many, many years, never grow stale. And we could even look at multiple teams going out across the country and, or the world. Mm. Um, I really believe God is using this and will use this to, to spark revival. So.
1: Are you uh, holding any auditions soon? Or are you looking for more cast? Or are you pretty well set as far as cast right now?
2: You know, for this particular uh, year, we're we're okay on on the actual production for actors and musicians, but we're always open. You know, if the Lord brings someone to our door, we want to have that open conversation. Um, so it's it's never a oh yes we're all set. It's always a a living breathing thing um that that the lord really organically does and so we love to have that conversation yeah we have a lot of those conversations especially when artists see the show and they see there's something different out there something with excellence that actually impacts people's lives um we love like sight and sound we love sight and sound we've we've a different calling than they do i believe um and other than, other than sight and sound, there's not a lot of places to go where you can use your gifts specifically for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have a lot of those conversations.
1: So what, uh, what ways can our audience uh, for Creatively Christian, what can they do to support you? Uh, do, you uh, 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 do you have a list of the performances that maybe they can go and see you? Or yeah. uh, you mentioned donations earlier. What are the best ways that, that our audience can support you?
2: Well, the first thing is prayer, Um, that we believe, actually believe, and try to walk out what we believe in the power of prayer. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, Um, and this place of prayer, this intimacy with God is where everything has to birth out of. So we would like to have hundreds or even thousands of people partnering with us in a place of prayer. Uh, that would be number one. Um, number two, of course, of course, financial support is huge. We don't charge for our tickets. We don't even ask people for money at shows. We don't do any sort of push or pass a basket or anything like that. We want them to have a very professional um, musical experience. But often when the show is over and they realize the impact, they're compelled and moved to give. So yes, financial donations are always very, very much accepted and, and, and grateful for. Um, But really the key is to get out and see a show. Uh, We're going to be in Northern Colorado for three weeks performing in uh, end of May, beginning of April. We're going to be in Branson, Missouri uh, at a big theater there at the, at the Freedom Encounter theater. Um, That is three weeks in May. And then we're going to have the summer off. We're going to go back out to Eastern Pennsylvania, probably to the Lancaster area and maybe the Philadelphia area for about a month. And then we're going to be up in uh, upstate New York in Rochester for another couple of weeks of performances. And at least once or twice this year, we'll also be performing in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is where most of us are
1: from. All right. Uh, it sounds great. While you're in uh, Branson, look at my buddy uh, Joey Aiello. He's a phenomenal yeah. comedian. Okay. Uh, so if you have a night off, go check him out. He, he's he's awesome. He's a yeah, brother in Christ will. as
2: well. That's great.
1: Awesome. Uh, so the last question we usually ask our, our guests here on Creatively Christian is what tips do you have for creative Christians who might be listening or watching? What advice would mm-hmm. you have?
2: Uh, allow
1: whatever it
2: is you're going to produce or write or perform to flow out of intimacy with god the time and the word and the time and prayer i'll just audaciously say needs to match or even be greater than the time of trying to craft the art Mm -hmm. um and and i say that in in a way that that's what we're aiming toward we haven't we haven't accomplished that yet, but that's our goal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that place of intimacy with God, memorizing God's word, um, being in a place of prayer, this conversational prayer with him. I believe that's where, th- I mean, you can produce art all day long, right? Um, right? You can do anything in art. The world does as much art as as they as you can think of or drum up anywhere. But if you want to do art that actually impacts this world for the gospel, Mm
0: -hmm. then
2: it has to come out of a place of intimacy with God. Because I believe just as Paul prayed, he wrote in Ephesians and other places, he prayed that they would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that they would know God more. From that place of supernatural wisdom and revelation, I believe God will produce through his people, the art that will go out and actually make an impact.
1: Hmm. Very good. Now I do I, did, I had one more question that just popped in my head. Yeah. Um I assume that mostly churches is who you partner with. Is there a theater or a facility that you have in mind like that would be an awesome place to put on Pilgrim <laughs> Do you have like a dream place that you want to go to? Well, a dream place one day
2: would be to to own our own home court, our own home theater here, probably in the West Michigan area. That would be a dream. But really, the, the one part of me says the dream theater could be like the 2000 seat auditorium uh, theater in Branson that we're already going to. And yet the other part of me says, there's the 150 seat chapel that we're going to be performing in just before Branson in Windsor, Colorado.
1: Hmm.
2: And so, yes, I it's exciting to go to the, to the Rochester 1200 seat church. That's built like a, like a theater. It's also just as exciting to go to the 300 seat, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania location because it's wherever God takes us. Hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to spiritualize the answer to your question, but it really is the answer wherever we are at. That's, that's the most exciting thing for us. Uh, one of my favorite performances so far was to an audience of 300 in Honeybrook, Pennsylvania to uh, it was a, a 10 AM performance, which is, which is challenging as a, mm-hmm. as a musicians, right. To a, to 300 local, students in elementary and and middle school from christian schools or homeschool groups uh nearby that was uh, just incredible because if you can impact that generation um again that the multiplication of the seeds that we talked about earlier for fruit so yeah but we are excited to go to
1: branson and be in the 2000 seat uh theater it's going to be great that's really great and I, I the improviser in me is fueled by my ADD, so it's like you gave a really powerful answer about uh, you know the advice, and I'm like, ooh ooh, this fun question. So I I I, <laughs> I I apologize for kind of like trampling over your last answer, but I think that that's really uh, you know just going back, it was really powerful. Of strive to make your time in intimacy with God hmm. at least equivalent, if not more so, than the time you spent creating art, because. If you do that, your art's going to reflect that. And you know, God is the ultimate creator. He can pour into you the greatest idea that you can accomplish in an hour with him that you can never accomplish in a hundred hours without him. Amen. I agree. So, that was a good word. And I think that's a great place to uh, to wrap up our conversation. Uh, so, uh, uh, Rich, we thank you so much for coming on. Uh, for those listening, uh, I want you to make sure to check out com. That's Arise Collective Theater, spelled R-E. dot yes. com. Yeah. Uh, the, the fancy way. The, the the right way when you're live. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> so check it out, arise dot uh, If you're in any of the areas that we mentioned, uh, try to get out and see a show. Support them. Uh, mm-hmm. Support them by liking and sharing anything on social media. You can find them at Arise Collective Theater uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Rich, we wish you Godspeed and and God's travel mercies as you go out. And uh, we pray that if even one person is reached for the kingdom, then it's all worth it.
2: Amen. Well, humbled and
1: grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. God bless. And uh, thanks for checking out the Creatively Christian podcast. Uh, Like, share and subscribe. And uh, we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. To see all the resources that were mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theophanymedia.com forward slash rich. To support the show and join our patron community, where you'll get extra access and exclusive content, visit us at patreon.com forward slash creativelychristian. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Dave Ebert, and Rachel Anna. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer did our music, and Jake Dobrins produces and edits the show.